0: Hello fellow Planeswalkers and welcome into the Aether Vortex. My name is Ninja Boy, your guide into all the different ways you can enjoy Match the Gathering and how they all come together into something wild, wacky, and a little bit magical. Hope everyone's doing well out there. You've had a happy holiday, it's a great New Year so far. It's been like busy couple of months. Uh, so busy, I actually haven't, haven't been able to post an episode for the last two months. Uh, so for this episode, we're gonna do some catch up, uh, do a double topic episode. where I'm gonna go uh, that, on what I sort of done, going over the brothers war format. Right, first we'll look at the cards that I considered adding to my EDH decks, and then we'll go into the, in the second half. We'll go over the data for my time playing uh, limited formats, which frankly hasn't been all that great. We'll also talk about some uh, constructed and uh, arena cube, but. For First, let's go to the Brothers' War additions. Uh, We'll also go ahead and talk about the cards from Jumpstart 2022, since there's some spicy stuff in there. Uh, Of course, to start off, we have the decks that uh, didn't really have any major new additions to them. Um, Obviously, the Dungeons & Dragons Showcase deck that I have uh, doesn't have any Dungeons & Dragons Showcase cards here. Uh, Sandra didn't show up in any of these, so no, son, nothing for Sandra Tribal. Uh, Commander Tribal, nothing for that. Uh, Dungeon Party Tribal, Knight's Equipment, uh, Monarch Voting, uh, my Scooby Doo, uh, Clues and, and Good Boys deck, uh, Shrine Gates, uh, Sliver Roulette, though. I will say for Slivers, I have been getting the Secret Layers and have some uh, swap outs of some nice cards uh, in there. Um, my Allies Tribal deck, Enchantment Creature deck, uh, my Gods Tribal deck, Tarkir, Dragon Cycles, and Teemer Atarka deck. All, of course. Uh, don't really have anything from these sets so first up we have uh the uh my elf tribal deck which is black green um so you know there, there are a number of things here um you know obviously kind of the the big new elf in the last couple of sets has been uh, root path purifier however uh you know that really relies on uh you know searching up lands from the from the from the from the um, from the deck, which you know, I'm not really doing too much land tutoring in this deck, so that's not really going to make it in the deck. Um, the two that that seem kind of interesting: one, Death Bloom Ritualist, a uh, three black and green for a three five Elf Warlock with tap, add X mana of any one color or X is the number of creature cards in my graveyard. Now, I do have a lot of creature cards, creature cards in my deck, uh, so the graveyard could get pretty full. Now, that said, it is a five mana, um, you know, mana dork, which you know isn't really, I think, what this deck really needs. It definitely needs to have the earlier mana drop so I don't think this makes the cut but it was, I was considering putting it in there um, and then we also have a legendary creature Gwena Eyes of Gaia Uh, two and a green for legendary creature uh, elf druids counted to two three uh tap to add two mana of any combination of colors and spend it to only cast creature spells or activate abilities of creature or creature cards um obviously this is like a little bit of a cheaper uh cheaper uh mana dork um and then the second half is that you know when you cast a creature spell with power five or greater put a plus one plus one counter on it and untap it um so you know this essentially uh the fact that you know if i am able to get enough lords in play where my elves come in as five power creatures um, then that, that could potentially uh, you know get it to just uh, be used multiple times um, I am considering sticking it in maybe for um Land of War Tribe, which is the green, green, green tap to add green, green, green. Essentially, three land of War Elves stapled together. Um, the triple green casting cost is a little bit tougher than than this two in the green. So, um, even though uh, Gwena only makes two mana as opposed to uh, three mana one, it, la- it lets, lets me make black. Um, the the cu- the creature restriction doesn't matter so much given how much how many creatures I have. Uh, and then two, the fact that it could, has the upside of potentially untapping, uh, turn over turn, uh, within a single turn, um, makes it that you know this could make even more than just the three mana, we can make four, six, even more mana uh, to be used. So, um, you know, I think I have. I was lucky enough to pull a guana from my box, so I'm going to ahead and stick that in there. Uh, next up, we have my Jace slash uh, draw cards, uh, Alu- Dr- Jace slash Illusion tribal deck. Um, you know, it's led by uh, by uh, by the Illusion Commander. I forget my name on top of my deck. I still haven't played with the deck yet, actually. So, obviously, you know, first I just did a quick search of you know cards that let you draw cards in general. Um, and you know, I I'd want them to be instant. I want them to be cheaper, and nothing really fit the bill here. Um, though there was some interest, perhaps in a flow of knowledge, which is an, a, a a brothers war instant. Four in the blue for a draw a card for each ally control, and then draw two cards. Um, you know, there is you know maybe uh, it, it's a little too expensive mana wise uh, to fit in, into what I'm doing. Um, so and the you know, the only potential cut would maybe be Jace's Ingenuity, which is draw three cards for also for five mana. Um, which basically nets out to about the same, well, uh, in terms of, of card advantage. Um, now, that said, uh, you know, it is a jace theme deck, so I think I'm going to keep the Jace's ingenuity over this. Um, otherwise, I don't think there was really any, anything here that was really interesting, nothing illusion-wise, um, and nothing uh, in terms of uh, making a, of extra draw, extra draw that uh, was a cheap cheap cantripy type effect that I wanted to put in. So nothing really for the illusion deck, uh, even though I took a couple looks here. Next up, we have Monk Tribal. Uh, so again, this is the one I haven't quite gotten around to playing yet, but uh, there is a pretty good addition here. It is the uh, the blue, the blue, red uh, uncommon signpost for Brothers War. Uh, uh, third class, iconic class. It's Creature, Human, Monk for a 2-1. Whenever I catch a creature non-creature spell, create a 1-1 soldierless artifact creature token. So this basically, you know, I don't have a lot of creatures in the deck. I think something like 15 creatures, it's a lot of it's a lot of cantrip effects. Um, but, you know, the fact, but, you know, I, I, this basically Works really well to, to counteract that by giving me extra bodies for whenever I cast a spell, um, so that's a, that's a nice one to add in there. Um, I think I might end up uh, cutting dig dig through time. While well, dig through time is can get pretty cheap uh, just by how many spells can get in the graveyard and then delving them away. I think you know I really I wanted you know drawing is nice, but I think definitely uh, I think I think this one might 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 be a better fit for there, especially getting my mana curve a little bit down since I'm not always going to have a lot of stuff in the graveyard. Uh, and then from the uh, Brothers War Commander cards You know Not the ones in the In the decks themselves But kind of like In the In the booster packs Um You have the Archimandrite uh, 2 And Jeskai For a legendary Human advisor For It's an 05 um, At the beginning of Upkeep Gain x life Where x is the number Of cards in my hand Minus 4 So basically An ivory tower And then when I get I gain life Eats advisor Artifice Or monk I control Gains vigilance And gets plus x Plus o Till end of turn Where x is the number Of life So if I have a full Group of hands You know Gets plus 3 Plus o And vigilance um, At the very least, get all my all my monks will get vigilance, and I can tap three untapped of those creature types, monks in this case, uh, to draw a card. I'm not sure if this makes it in. I mean, it's you know ostensibly a monk lord, but it does require a a concentration of of monk creatures on the field, which I don't really have in my deck. Um, So I'm not really sure if that works. Though you know, I I maybe I'll keep it as an alternate commander uh, as opposed to you know in the ninety nine per se. Uh, moving on to the vehicle deck, um, there are uh, two additions. Uh, one is from Jumpstart 2022, that is uh, from the vehicle's uh, vehicles uh, themed deck, uh, Leader Mechanical Engineer, uh, two in the white for a 3-3 Legendary Artifact Artificer. Uh, with Vigilance, at the beginning of my end step, untap each other artifact creature I control. So, you know, in this case, I would un- be untapping whatever vehicles I attacked with that turn. And then three in the white and tap, I create a 5-5 colorless uh Vehicle artifact creature token uh, named Zeppelin with flying and crew three. So this base more makes more vehicles uh, by itself. So you know that's a that's obviously going in the vehicle deck. Um, and then we have Sandwell Avenger Ace. Now this is from the uh, the pre con the pre deck, which is in the old border. But I'm gonna be getting the and uh, I'm, not, I'm not a super big fan of old borders too much uh, for play with playing with them. So I ended up getting the uh, the. Uh, extended art version. Um, so it's a you know, legendary creature, human pilot, one in the white for 3 1. As long as an artifact creature I control is attacking, prevent all damage that would be dealt to Samuel Avenger Ace. Um, so it wants to attack, uh, it doesn't like it wants to tap per se um, to crew creatures, uh, it wants to be attacking with them. That said, you know you can do ta- crew, crew creature with him because whenever he becomes tapped, exile the top six cards of my library, cast a vehicle or artifact creature from among them, and put the rest on the bottom of the library in a random order. Um, so this basically lets me just keep on digging for more creatures um you know i think this is going to end up uh you know taking out two two vehicles that i found kind of be low impact one is untethered express um just the the, the train that gets bigger it does have a cheap crew cost but looking at my deck i actually don't have that many creatures to crew i'm more focused on on animating my uh my creatures, my, my vehicles uh as opposed to crewing them, uh, and then Golden Argosy, you know, it's the legendary the legendary sip from uh, Dominaria United, but looking at my deck, I don't have that many end of the battlefield effects uh, on, on creatures I have, so I don't think this is going to be uh, too much of an impact, so I think those are two pretty safe cuts I can make. Uh, for my cat tribal deck, uh, you know there was a cat deck theme for Jumpstart uh, 2022. Um, Ingenious Leonin is a little bit expensive, four in a white for a four four that just puts a, a cre- uh, plus one plus one counter on an attacking creature I control for uh, four mana. So you know that's that's kind of expensive in this deck. Um, similarly expensive is Vunadi Baymoth Caller, which is two in a green uh, for a one three. Now, it's not really expensive per se, but its ability is that whenever I cast a creature spell with mana value 5 or greater, creature gets X plus 1 plus 1 counters where X is its mana value minus 4, and creatures with 3 or more plus 1 plus 1 counters, you have haste and Tap for green. So it's a mana dork and it's a cat, but it really wants those big uh, mana value creatures, which I don't really have in the deck. This is a very aggressive, low-cost deck, so I don't think this one's going to make the cut. Uh, for my Dinosaur deck, which is in Anaya uh, collars, this only Dinosaur from these two sets have been a uh, uh, Zion Syndromont, a Dinosaur Beast from the Brothers War, 2 in the red for a 4-3 trample, players can't gain life. Now this one is basically uh, less good. Rampaging Frost done, um, in that you know they both have the don't gain life clause, um, but uh, and it does, and this one does have a point more of power, but that's not really the main point of you would play this card in commander. You'd really want it for for life for the life gain uh, drain, and uh, a Rampaging Frostand also comes with a you know ping opponent uh, whenever a creature comes into play, punishing uh, uh, token decks, for example. So I don't think this one really makes the cut. I think if there is what a card I would cut, maybe it's Needle Tooth. Raptor, which is like a two two for four mana whenever it's dealt damage it deals five to another creature so you know i can still get some stuff with the uh with the enrage abilities going on but only like once per turn so i don't really know if this one uh this one makes the cut maybe if i find that a life gain next becomes a problem for this one to deal with um you know I'd cut out cut needle tooth raptor for that uh, moving on to one of my OG decks. This is the uh, hide, my Hydra Tribal deck. Um, there was a new Hydra, which is a uh, you know really a very very good Hydra. It's a Benevolent Hydra from Jumpstart Twenty Twenty Two. X green green for one one, uh, which is already a bonus. You know it's not coming in as 0-0. Uh, zero, zero. And there's the battlefield with X plus one plus one counters on it. And then if one or more plus one plus one counters to be put on the creature I control, put that many plus one plus one counters on it. That one that many plus one plus one plus one counters on it instead. Uh, which basically is a uh, hardening skill, which is a pretty good card. I'll card on the stick, on top of that you know you can uh, remove a plus one plus one counter from Benevolent Hydra to put another plus one plus one counter, or actually in this case two plus one plus one counters on another target creature, so the fact that there's a single with everything my deck wants to do with plus one plus one counters and, and Hydras uh, works really well, um, I did also keep, I also do have an eye on Awaken the Woods, um, which is uh, the mythic rare from Brothers War, X green green for sorcery create X plus one plus, X one one green forest, Dryad, land the creature tokens. So this synchronizes again with everything I want, right? It, it, it's an X spell, so all, all my effects that double X spells uh, work really well here. Landfall triggers for Omnath, um, you know, and then essentially I can double my mana in a single turn to, uh, plus making a bunch of elementals to then cast even bigger hydras uh, later on. So, you know, this is everything I want. Um, it is a little pricey. It's $20. Unfortunately, I was not able to open one uh, in my packs. I did open um, Benevolent Hydra in my uh, in my Jumpstart box, uh, so I luckily have that one. I'm going to sit on getting Awakened the until I can maybe justify financially getting this one, but uh, this one, this one, this one's lo- looking like something I want to get. Uh, next up, we have uh, uh, my infect deck, which I have played um, with Ukom and Kaz- uh, Kazur. Um, you know, the, the idea here, you know, it, it's one third creatures, but I really found the main game plan to not only really be attacking with 5 creatures, but really. Um, you know, essentially Volt finding uh, Uk- uh Ukama to uh, basically um, get in with some infect damage, right? And you know the new one one will be uh one 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 will be all in five set. Um hopefully we'll give some good abilities to be able to cast I, I know the mechanics will be toxic giving it uh giving it essentially the ability to give poison counters. That said um, you know that's 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 gonna be in a couple of episodes. But for uh, this one, you know, I also look for ways to protect it very cheaply, right? Hexproof indestructible because if it goes then that, that that's the end of the game, right? Um so I have got Ice Gift, which is, is a, a combat trick from Brothers War Common. Uh, one green instant for a um, plus one, put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature. Gains tra- trample, hexproof, and indestructible until end of turn. Really, like, this is... um you know this basically. I mean, the plus one plus one counter is nice, right? It, it helps pump its power. Traple, not really irrelevant. Reach could be maybe if I end up not attacking for a turn to, to have a reach blocker, and then hexproof and indestructible, of course, are the main things here. Sadly enough, this actually is still too expensive. I've gotten really, really tight on my list in terms of the in terms of the uh, protection spells for Ukarma, where I, he basically I, I need to be a one mana a one mana uh a protection spell to give hexproof and or indestructible. Um, so I don't know, maybe the the plus one plus one counter works um if there is something i'm going to cut it might be woodcutter's Grid, uh, which is a uh, three mana but it does give plus three plus three which helps with the infect count but that is only for one turn so um we'll see uh, i'm, I'm going to keep a keep an eye on this one maybe if i end up making a separate phyrexian tribal deck uh and then you know kind of drop the infect stuff um the, the infect creatures uh from from this one maybe this one will be able to stop, slot back in uh, next up, we have my Mana Rock Tribal deck, which, you know, again, the main goal here in Grixis Colors is to just uh, make a bunch of ma- make a bunch of Mana Rocks to pl- cast more Mana Rocks and then animate them all to, to attack over uh, my opponent. Um, obviously, kind of the premier Mana Rock in the set uh, is the Might Stone and the Weak Stone um, for about $5 or so. Uh, for five, five, ma- um, five uh, mana, Legendary Artifact Power Stone. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, choose one. Uh, I either draw two cards or target creature gets minus five, minus five until end of turn. And I can add... Uh, colorless, colorless, and it can only be used to cast cannot be used to cast non-artifact spells. Not really relevant in this deck just because of how many artifact spells I have. Um, This is kind of everything I want in the deck. I think it is a, you know, um... Draw, draw on, the, on the mana rock, even if it's expensive at five mana or removal, uh, which is exactly what I need. Um, I think I'll get it eventually. I think I'll, I'm waiting to pull the trigger on it for a little bit. Um, some other some other mana rocks that, I, that I, I'm I keeping my eye on um, there's the uh, Machine God's Effigy, uh, which is in the pre-con deck. Uh, four mana for an artifact, and at the battlefield as a copy of an, of another creature on the battlefield, except it's an artifact and has tap to add blue. Uh, four mana is a lot, um, and while copying creatures is nice, I don't know if. If that's going to be consistent enough uh, for what this deck wants to be doing, um, so might not make the cut. Um, and we have Infernal Idol, which is a three for, three, a three mana rock for add black, so only black, not any color. And then one black-black tap it to add, uh, and sacrifice it to draw two cards and lose two life. Um, this is from Jumpstart, so you know not the most powerful thing, but I think I'm going to cut. End up, I think I'm going to end up uh, cutting it for Bonders on Ornamental, which is a you know a, a mana rock from the pre-cons from the uh, I believe the. Um, was the Ikoria I think uh, set where you know basically you could you know, add a man of any color which is an upside over this but then also uh you know tap to uh you know and for any player with bonnet or draw, draws a card. Hopefully, I'd be the only one with bonus Ornament to take advantage of that. Um, now that said, uh, you know, while four mana at every turn to t- cast a card, is, draw a card is, I don't think something I'm going to have to spare mana for. Um, you know, a little bit of a, of a burst speed of getting two two cards out of this is nice. Plus, you know, I already have a mana rock that taps for blue in midnight uh, in midnight clock. Uh, another one for for uh, for trapping for red. So this will be the one that taps for black to kind of complete a mini cycle within my deck. Um, and of course, we also have uh, the, the artifact planeswalkers. This one's Sahili Filigree Master. Uh, two blue and red for Sahili. Three loyalty planeswalker plus plus 1's Cry +1. If I have an untapped artifact, uh, I can I can draw. Uh, I may tap an untapped artifact I control, so all my mana rocks. If I do draw a card, um, or minus two, create two two minus two, two one one stop to creatures with flying and they gain haste. Um, and then minus four, gain an emblem. Artifact creatures get plus one plus one. An artifact spell costs one less to cast, which is uh, definitely what my deck needs. More ways to cast artifacts for cheaper i think i'm going to end up cutting a quicksmith spy here i mean it basically does the same thing of uh drawing cards uh, per t- drawing a card per turn um without the requirement of uh you know quickest math uh you know i, I would fitting with the theme of all of the planeswalkers that i have uh, moving on, we have my Morphok deck. Um, there were a couple of Morphok printed here, but I don't think any of them really fits with what the deck wants to be doing. The closest is Morfolk Pupil, which is a 1 in the blue for a 1-1 one, one Morfolk Wizard, and it's the battlefield I, I essentially loot. Um, and then when it's dead, I can 1 in the blue exile it from the graveyard to draw and discard a card. A little bit too low-impact for what I'm doing in my deck, so I don't think it's going to make the cut. Uh, moving on the pirate deck this is unfortunately the um, you know the, the, I was able to open um, you know for my jumpstart deck um, Daring Piracy which is the two and the, uh, the red four and enchantment at the beginning of combat on my turn create a 1-1 one, one red pirate creature me- token with menace and haste exile at the beginning of the next end step so basically a free way to work with uh, Captain Admiral Obass's way of wanting to you know sneak by and deal damage uh, with three t- with three pirates trigger all my raid abilities I think I'm going to end up sticking it in for a Trove Tracker um, which is a little bit ex- expensive with uh, you know having three creature uh, you know for the for it needs to die in order to draw the card and then uh and then the encore costs a little expensive um, and then pirated copy uh, unfortunately is is kind of expensive it's in the one of the mythic rare um, jumpstart sets um, currently eighteen dollars but it's really nice um, you know uh, four in the four in the blue for a zero zero safe sifter pirate basically just enters as the battles enters the battlefield as a copy of another pirate as, as another creature except it's a pirate and then when it deals an, another uh, when this creature or another creature with the same name deals combat damage to a player. I draw a card. So basically, you know, if my opponent that I steal this from ends up drawing, uh, dealing combat damage with a creature, I also draw it. Um, so, you know, this is super nice. I want to get this in there. It's just a little expensive right now. So hopefully the price comes down. Um, probably would put it in for impulsive Puffer. I think. Um, but yeah, I think this is definitely something that, that I want to get in there eventually. Uh, moving on to my sea monster stack. So, one of the Morpho I didn't mention uh, was uh, would be uh, a so called uh, commander here, uh, Knessos, Priest of Thassa. Uh, one in a blue for a 1 3 morpho- Legendary Morpho Cleric. If I would scry a number of cards, scry that many cards plus one instead. And then three and a Simic, uh, so either green or blue hybrid mana. Look at the top card of my library. If it's a Kraken, Leviathan, Octopus, or Serpent creature card, put it onto the battlefield. If I don't, uh, put it on. To maybe put it onto the bottom of the library instead. So I mean, for I mean, this is basically you know. I unfortunately I have zero other scry effects in my deck, which maybe I need to look into fixing if I want to run this card. But um, I mean, with my deck being like thirty, like essentially uh, one third uh, sea creature monsters, I think this is basically going to be uh, uh, four mana to basically hit the monster uh, ahead of curve. Um, I think this one could actually be really uh, effective even without the scry stuff. So you know, I think I'm going to take it in for uh, for for Harbor Serpent. Um, which, while that does have that does have a, a island walk, um, you know, and and I it, it, I I think it, it's limited a little. It, it doesn't have too much of an impact. Um, now, now, I was thinking about Biblioplex Kraken, which is the other Kraken from Jumpstart. You know, it does come with Swife three on it for four in the in the blue. However, um, you know, in order for it to be unblockable, which is something I really want my my uh, my my sea creatures to have, so they don't end up uh, getting just getting chumped. Um, I need to return another creature I control to my owner's hand, and unfortunately, all my creatures are. Really expensive, and so I really don't want to be doing that with my with my big beaters. I don't think Billy Crack kraken is gonna get in. Uh, moving on to my Snow Tribal deck. Still do have a new commander with Golos uh, still banned. Um, I still want, definitely of want the five-color one, so it's not going to be this one, but unfortunately, I did not open the Snow pack uh, from Jump. So I didn't... The blue ones were the only ones I didn't open, uh, but East of the Abominable is a legendary snow creature yeti for three blue-blue for a five-five. Look at the top card of my library anytime, time. Play Snowlands and cast Snow Spells from the top of my library, and whenever the Snow Permanent enters the battlefield, I may play uh, uh, any of the banned colors. Uh, if I do put a plus one, plus one counter on, isu the abominable so i mean it's a snow creature i have to put it into my deck at this point um what i would take out i mean i'm at 40 lands i guess i could technically go down to 39 and take out a snow forest probably not the most disciplined thing to do and, and throw, us off, throw us off some synergy but we'll see um there was really wasn't any other snow creatures i felt like i wanted to take out for this so we'll see we'll see what ends up happening um maybe i don't know i think i think red is probably the most lucky color if i were to cut the color but um I don't know. I, I definitely want to keep black in there for Zorn as well and so on. So I don't know what, 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 what my Snow Neck going to do. It's, it's, it's a work in progress there um moving on to the last deck uh it's my thopter tribal deck which they definitely were a lot of thopters in the set i already talked about Sahili, who i'm not going to be putting in this deck i don't want to duplicate cards too much across decks um well a bunch of stuff here right so you have launch mishap which is two in the blue for an instant card on the target creature or plane spell make a one one thopter um, we have liberator versus battle thopter three mana for a legendary artifact creature thopter one two flash flying color spells and artifact spells can be cast with flash, which is really nice in my deck. And then if I cast a spell, if the amount of mana spent to cast that spell is greater than uh, this creature's power, put a plus one, plus one counter on it. So, you know, legendary thopters, you know, uh, pretty, pretty nice to put in there. Um, we have spotter thopter, eight mana uh, for artifact creature thopter, four or five. Flying, uh, when it enters the battlefield, Scry X, where it exits its power. Um, also prototype, uh, three in a blue for a two, three. And then we have thopter's top from the, from the pre-con deck. Um, three mana for an artifact. Whenever one of them more artifact creatures I control die, uh, all my Thopters, uh, draw a card and triggers only once per turn, and two in a white create a Thopter. So um, I think what I'm going to do is uh, I, I want to include all of these. Maybe maybe not Liberator if I'm making an Urza tribal deck, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, I think I'll take out uh, Thopter Arrest, uh, which is an enchantment removal spell uh, for a launch mishap, uh, which you know actually does make a Thopter. Thopter Arrest is just flavorful uh, based on the name. Um, you know, Spotter Thopter and Thopter Shop. Maybe I'll take out some of the creatures that just come in and just make Thopters but don't do anything with them. Uh, so maybe Maverick Thopterist or Experimental Aviator. Um, heck, even Thopter Assembly, I think just because I'm consistently going to have a lot of Thopters, I don't think it's that great of a Thopter in the deck. Uh, we'll see. Maybe if I, if I don't include Liberator, I'll leave Thopter. Thopter Assembly in there. Um, I also am thinking, you know, with more and more Thopters getting printed, I'm thinking maybe I end up removing the Dovin component from my deck. You know, this is where I put all my Dovin Planeswalkers, but um, I don't know, we'll, we'll see. Maybe I end up going back to making my Azorius Tribal deck um, I'll end up moving all my Dovin stuff to there. So those are all of the decks I currently have. Uh, just quickly going through the cards that uh, I don't have decks for yet, just yet, but I'm hoping to build. Um, so, you know, there's a new Argus Core, uh, who would fit into a Boros tribal deck. Uh, Myrel and Harbin, um, you know, there's a Soldier tribal uh, blue-white theme in, in, in Brothers War. Um, I think I want to make a Banth Soldier tribal deck. Um, so Myrel's a little expensive. Harbin I was able to open, um, but, you know, hopefully that might be a new deck that I end up making. I need to think on it a little bit more. Um, Alandra, um, who's one the who I didn't mention uh, makes a bunch of Drake, so I think to fit the Drake tribal, um, you know, the Fairy tribal is kind of be expensive, but there is a new Fairy Planeswalker here, so maybe he'll, you know, maybe that'll get, get that'll get legs at some point. Um, Urza tribal, like I mentioned, this is set all about Misra and Urza, um, so you know, have I, I opened a, an alternate art uh, rare Urza at the pre at the pre release? Didn't really do well at the pre release, um, but uh, you know, I ended up, um, you know, I think. Uh, you know, I think that, that could be something. Maybe throw Karn in there as well. Um, have Power Stone Tribal be a thing here. We'll see how that works out. Um, and then let's see. There's a jumpstart uh, set for uh, Ask. The jumpstart we have ask code uh, I was able to open the Rats pack. Um, so mm-hmm. ask code is the is the legendary from there. Um, Ardo's Cobbler of War is a Goblin um, who I could you know throw into uh, uh, throw into a Goblin tribal deck. Mister um, Tribal of course is a thing. Um, we have Kibo Uk- Uktabi Prince uh, Ape Tribal who I was able to open. Um, you know we could make Titania Tribal, right? Um, you know with all the different variations of Titania there are. Um, Zask you. Can make Insect Tribal, and then you know I also got uh, Sardian Avenger for a Goblin Tribal as well. Um, so yeah, you know there's some other stuff. You know, Mizics, uh has a new card, so maybe is a Tribal for that. Uh, but we'll, we'll see, we'll see. Um, those are I don't really have any strong plans for these yet. I'm trying to hold back from building more decks, until I actually get to play with my decks I currently have. Um, and of course, just an honorable mention note: um, we have the Brothers. The uh, Brothers War brings us the uh, the Painlands that we that we were missing. So um, Brushland, Battlefield Forts, Land and war Way and underground river so i haven't yet gone through my decks and figured out which co- which decks need to get these added in there but um i think that's something i'll be doing at some point in the future so you know that that's not, uh, better mana bases and more more cheaper are always appreciated now, as far as actually playing Brothers War, um, first off, pre-release, you know, I had two decks that I ended up making. Um, neither of them did particularly well. Um, so my, my pre-release promo was uh, Harbin uh, Vanguard Aviator. I also opened, like I mentioned, that alternate art uh, Urza Prince of Krug. So you know, I tried making a, a, a blue-white um, soldiers tribal deck, um, but I didn't really have the concentration of creatures I really needed. Um, and then I also had like a, a black-red, um, you know, uh, uh, unearth sacrifice deck, which I was able to open. A Gix Yagmoth player and Misra uh, excavation prodigy. Um, again, you know, mostly two and three dops, Didn't really have too much of a top end there. Um, so you know, did not really do super well. Um, I, I mostly played the black red uh, black red deck, because I think I was a little bit more consistent. Um, first game, I ended up going uh, one two um, against Yusef who had a, an also black red Unearthed deck. Um, game match two, I went two and one against David, who had a Mardu deck with Misra. Um, I ended up sw- I ended up swapping to uh to to Blue white. Um, after this, after the first game, um, and then uh, my third game, I lost miserably. Um, though, really, in a really fun manner too. Um, this guy named John who had uh, this really cool combo with. Um, uh, um, uh, you know, the, the, the altar of dementia as well as, um, uh, temporal anchor, I just could not get anything going against this deck and he just ended up milling me out, uh, infinitely. So yeah, that was, a uh, that was definitely, uh, an experience to have at, at, pre-release. Um, and maybe kind of foretold that I wouldn't do so well in this set. Um, you know like I alluded to earlier my numbers are not pretty normally what I'll do is I'll play best of one until I hit platinum and then I'll end up uh, playing best of three limited until you know the new set or until the monthly reset um, this time I was so bad with my limited games that I could not get out of platinum until literally the day before or even I think the day of um, the morning of the, the reset um, for the first month and then you know that took me about 15 drafts to do which granted isn't too far out of how many drafts I play in a the, in the month but um, to get there but the fact that it took me so long and and, and I just burned through all my currency to do so. Like I, I definitely had a string of multiple O3s, uh, which was not pretty early on. Um. I, and then I played in December again once I got, you know, got reset to silver. Luckily, I was able to get back um, to Platinum and 10 drafts or so, but I did not make, uh, I did not play any best of three after that. I kind of knew it would be throwing my jumps away. So, you know, the set just doesn't really click to me, which is, you know, fine, a little bit disappointing. Um, but I think it makes the stats a little bit easier to calculate at the very least, since I don't have to worry about mixing a best of one and best of three stats. So overall, I ended up playing 25 drafts, getting about a 42.64% win rate, uh, with 55 wins and 74 losses. Uh, for a set, I played more than 10 drafts. This is by far my my worst win rate. Um, the next closest was Streets of New Capenna, uh, with a 45% win rate overall. Um, in the first month, actually, it was even worse for me uh, with, with Brothers War. I had only a 39.73% win rate, uh, with 29 wins and 44 losses. I only ended up trophying once, um, the literal last draft that puts me over to Platinum for the First time, though I did get a six three right before, and then another six uh, three in the second half. In the second half of my experience, but you know I also had a massive seven drafts, nearly a quarter where I went zero and three, and another six where I was only one and three. So literally half my drafts were less than two two three. I had three drafts each at two three and three three, none at four three, and then three more at five three, including my, the last draft I did to get to platinum uh, in December. So overall, color-wise, white and red were my most drafted colors with 12 drafts each. Uh, makes sense, given white-red is my most drafted color pair at five drafts total, followed by white-blue and then also and then red-black at, uh, at four drafts each. Black was my third most drafted color, closely behind with 11 drafts total. Uh, in addition to the four black-red decks, I also had black-green with three drafts. Um, my fourth most drafted color was blue, mostly popped up by the white-blue uh, mentioned earlier, as well as two blue-red and two blue-green decks. And then green that pulled up the rear with only five drafts. Total. Um, As far as the other color pairs, uh, blue-black, green-white, and white-black each got one draft, and I never drafted red-green. I also drafted two decks that were functionally monocolor. I had a mono-white deck that technically did splash uh, for a single uh, white-blue card and uh, a single white-black card. And then the straight mono-black deck. Um, Overall, color-wise, my most winning colors uh, matched my play order, actually. Uh, Red went 50-50 with 35 games won and lost. White had 28 wins, uh, 28 games, 35 lost. Um... 30, 30, 28 games won, 35 loss, 44.4% win rate. Black was third, 22 wins, 33 losses for 40% win rate. Blue fourth, 38.46 win rate, 15 wins, 24 losses. And then Green brings up the we with a measly 31.82%, 7 wins, 15 losses. Color pair-wise, you know, ignoring the single draft colors, which, you know, all went 0-3, uh, so 0% win rate. Um, white-red was my most winning color pair, again, also my most drafted pair. Um, 17 wins, 14 losses for 54.84% win rate, um, helped by the fact that my sole 7-2 was in white-red, but also had a solid 5-3 early on. And then the other uh, 2-3, and then another 2-3. Um, Black-Green was an even 50-50 um, And then three matches with nine wins, nine losses 1-5-3, um, 1-3-3, three, 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 and then one one three. Uh, blue came in fourth uh, with 10 wins and uh, 12 losses For 45.45% um, And then an 0-3 hurt a lot But it was offset by a 6-3 and then Black didn't do so well with two O threes and a two-three, but it was salvaged by a six three, bringing it to eight and twelve for forty percent win rate. And then blue green ramp was my well, probably one of my worst ones, one six over two matches for less than a fifteen percent win rate. I did even better with my monocolor decks, getting uh, one three with mono white and two three with mono black. Now, digging into my, uh, digging into my uh, trophy decks, first was a pretty lean uh, uh, red-white deck. Um, unfortunately, I can't find the 17 lands draft. I think they changed something with the way they logged data for it, but based on the deck image, um, I think I started off with Recruitment Officer, um, pick one, pack one, and what really brought to the other were the four Airlift Chaplains to go uh, with my three one-drops and four two-drops, plus a Queen Kayla as well. Um, it also packed a lot of removal, you know, Disenchant, Prison Sentence, Excavation, Explosion, Static Net, and two Military Disciplines. So, in the Combat Thresser, Blitz Automaton to prototype out for 3, 2 Scrapwork Cohorts at 4, then Energy Refracting to pull it all together, plus Mistress Onslaught for a little bit of a trumpet blast effect, and this was the Aggro deck that I'd been looking for all format. Uh, going to my 6 3 decks, the deck right before the Set My Trophy was, you know, a little black red number, starting off with an Obliterating Pack Blast Pack 1, Pick 1. Pretty solid sacrifice package, you know, Asnod, Clay Revenant, Thraxodemon, Power Swing Fracture, Killzone Acrobat, Strong Bull, and uh, Junker Genius. Um, this one did have some recursion with uh, Emergency Weld and Scrap Trawler from the uh, Retro Artifacts. And then threw in a Simian Simulacrum and Skyfisher Spider for a little bit of a green splash, helped by the four Evolving Wilds, which uh, really paid off with the. Um, with the uh with the sacrifice sub theme and then two giant cinder moss to not let any life king get in the way. This one got really close. and wasn't able to nab the twist bit really close. And then the last 6-3 deck I had was in December, uh, was a blue-white uh, soldiers deck. Uh, started off with Steel Seraph, but otherwise had uh, 13 soldiers in the deck, including uh, Sky Strike uh, Officer. Some defense removal like, you know, Disenchant, Messina over matter, Static Net, and then some tricks like uh, Military Discipline, Mightstone, Stone Animation, Involuntary Cooldown, and Recursion uh, with Recommission. Uh, this one was, a, again, an- another nice aggro deck, which I think was definitely the way to go for this format for me. Probably the weakest part was having to include a Aeronaut, wings but still respectable 6-3 uh, with 16 lands total so overall, yeah, not a great set drafting. If there was anything, I think, taking solace, in it's that fact that even despite my low win rate, which I don't know if it was draft issues or play or play issues, but the fact that I was able to identify which archetypes worked for me at best, and um, I don't know about the... I haven't been paying attention to what the most winning colors are, or archetypes in, in the set is, but you know, for me, the fact that I was able to tell that, you know, hey, I work best with this aggro deck, let me try to force, semi-force this aggro deck, um, and then I did really well with the aggro deck, you know what? Agro uh, White Red, Blue White, and Black Red decks. Um, those are going to be my most played decks, which I think is a sign that, you know, at least I knew kind of what I was doing, even if I, even if I couldn't execute it. And uh, then I was able to, you know, at times I, I also could recognize Blue Red could be a powerful deck. It just didn't always come together. I was only able to really pull it off once. But when I did, I got it to work. So that being said, you know that's not all I've been doing on Arena. Obviously, I still am playing, trying to finish out the, the Mastery Pass. Um, you know, most of this is mostly sticking to Constructed at this point. I've been rocking mostly in Standard and playing the monocolored decks for the quest. Um, you know, and luckily there are a lot of mono monocolored decks supported in the format. Um, mono black deck has Invoked Despair, Seldred. I was playing that for Dominator United Standard, and that basically ports over with a couple of new removal spells in the in the new Black Phyrexian Worm. Uh, mono blue is pretty similar. You know, the the Ginny and the uh, Terror decks with a lot of uh, uh, digging and counter spells. Uh, Mono Red, Mono White got a couple of updates, looks a little different, um, but you know, I mostly just net-, net deck those, don't play those as much unless the, the quests require it. Um, and then shout out also to Eidolon of the Great Revel for uh, making it into Explorer, um, made, instantly made a Mono Red Burn deck for the format, though um, after playing again on the ladder and realizing the bullshit that is, uh, that is Grease Fang, I, I went back to Standard for a while. Um, also, I want to start out the Arena Cube, right? I definitely drafted this a little bit. Didn't want to do too much because I know, you know, it can definitely be a, a currency sink. Um, I did try entering the Arena Open, did four drafts, um, Hope uh, I wasn't able to make day two, but my plan was to, you know, basically just try to force either mono red, mono green, mono white aggro, maybe mono, maybe uh, 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 Boros aggro uh, if necessary, and then a mono green ramp was the other deck I was really comfortable playing. So first two dra- drafts, uh, two, three, one, three, nothing's really special, but the third one I got really close Making it to making the day two, six, 3 overall first pick was a uh, leezon warboss second pick was an elite spellbinder so kind of waffled between red and white for a little bit I did end up a little bit heavier red by the end of pack one nine cards total um, and then you know still had some some lanes in pack two with a uh, angel firing this and then so on of the skulls pack two but what really sealed me to go pack three uh, and uh, the mono red was a uh, uh, getting an ember cleave pack one a uh, pack one, uh, pick one and then a Torbrand, I believe like pack pick three or four um, so yeah I ha- ended up having eleven Eleven one drops, uh, all do great removal. Uh, two six two drops, and then a very lean fifteen lands. Ended up going six one early on, but then could not clutch out the last two games. Um, both were red X decks that kind of went over me a little bit. Uh, one was the uh, the red green deck that, frankly, I just was not paying attention to my life total. Ended up getting smacked around by the den of the bugbear to put me to to six and two, and then the last game the game I played, my winning in unfortunately was against the. Uh, um, uh, a red white boros deck that had a suit so on of the skulls, multiple removal pieces, and then the sanctuary warden just to be able to go over my top. So I had a land that was, you know, kind of a little bit, uh, kind of a little bit of sus, sus but um, yeah, un- un- unfortunate. Uh, my fourth bullet went only 4 3, so um, I called it there. I didn't try to force it a little bit, force it anymore. Now, on the bright side, you know, I was able to get a trophy in cube, actually, for, I, I think for the first time ever, if I'm not mistaken. It's been a while, um, but, you know, got a 7-0 with a, a nice red-white deck, uh, Embercleave, pack one, pick one, um, and then a mixed mixed color of 1-drops. Not all, not all red, not all white. Um, four white creatures, two red creatures, and then a bit of and then a removal spell each. Um, but my top end was definitely more red, uh, with Glory Binger, Tyrant of Carriage, and Siege Gang Commander, and a Chandra Torch of Defiance in the distance to the uh, Embercleave. Um, red-white was definitely supported, though, by having a uh, blue historian as well as Sodown of the Skalt in there as well, so really happy with that little trophy there. Uh, But yeah, that's basically been my magic experience For the past couple of months Aside from collecting secret layers, Filling out my collection miners and so on um, This coming year, at least for the first quarter is going to be pretty exciting Um, I don't really have too much interest in Dominaria Remastered But I am probably going to be Definitely going to pre-release for Phyrexia All Will Be One And then the next episode uh, later this month um, So this next episode later this month I should have a look at the cards I want to add for that Like I mentioned earlier uh, Excited to play with maybe some uh, some more Infect stuff Uh, And then in February I have a ticket to attend MagicCon Philadelphia so definitely looking forward to playing there I got the command pass um, bringing a bunch of decks you know entering side events trying to get as many mystery booster drafts in there as I can um, so yeah and then we'll have an episode recapping how that all went for me uh, hopefully uh, get a good time you know Philly is Philly's a city that I definitely love so we'll see how that goes uh, but in any case, this podcast is coming to its resolution. You can let me know what you think of my deck additions. Um, is there anything I, missed for, uh, anything I missed for these decks? Anything that I said? And any, how are you enjoying Brothers War format? Is it going better for you than it did for me? Uh, let me know on Twitter at Pod or via email at IntoTheAetherVortex at Xero.com. You can find us into uh, on, on, on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. Leave a review there on any of those podcast stores. Uh, links in the show notes. Uh, my architect with all my deck lists will use, is linked also as well with a username named more boy, boy, than I into an out to music is by Kevin MacLeod and comedy.fomist.io and I can that by that my Digiboy Media uh, next episode like I said we're going to talk about uh, all will be one and get completed about which, car- and how which, which cards will complete my decks uh, but until then may your lines be plentiful but not too plentiful pass the turn <music>